So, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only content like our pre- and post-shows, behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash LisaTheYarnista. Hello, everybody, and welcome to... Oh, there. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elisa the Yarnista podcast. I was wondering why the music was yelling at me there. I'm all out of practice. It's been a couple weeks since we've done a podcast, and I'm all... I don't know what I'm doing. What are you doing? I just remembered something that we didn't talk about a last before. last minute addition? We... Oh, sure. We, yeah. Oops, sorry. We can bring that up. Something that we did, but it, it, because timelines are all weird, the space-time continuum has been altered. Yeah. Well, last-minute edition, you'll learn about that shortly. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. This is episode number 82 of the Alicia the Yarnista podcast. As always, we do encourage you to shop local. If you are going to do some online shopping and you're going to go to Amazon, make sure you first go to alisathearnista.com. Over on the right-hand side, we have all kinds of... Well, yeah, not all kinds. We have two... We have two Amazon affiliate things over there, one of them being the regular Amazon thing. So click on that. That'll take you to Amazon. You do your shopping as normal. When you put stuff in your cart and check out, there's a good chance that Amazon may kick, kick a couple pennies of that purchase over to us here at the show. And that allows us to uh, pay for web hosting and pay for rent and pay for uh, recording equipment and all that kind of good stuff. So you can do that over there. There's also the Audible thing where you can get a couple free books from that if you sign up for Audible. Uh, if you'd like to participate in the program, you can always send us an email. It's podcast at elisathearnista.com, and we'll read that on the air. We will answer it. We'll talk about it. It does not have to be knitting-related. does not have to be yarn-related. does not have to be crochet or llama or alpaca or sheep-related. It can be pizza-related. What are your... Well, I think I brought this... What are your favorite pizza toppings? Why am, I, why am I always going to pizza? Do I have pizza on the brain constantly? I must. You do. Whatever. If you if you need life advice, how do I get along in life without a comb? That's all I can think about. I'm out of practice. I don't know. How, how do I do something? Ask us. We will tell you how to do whatever it is you need to know how to do. I, I feel like that that's setting us up for failure. Oh, no. It's setting us up for fun. Okay. Nah. Well... Sometimes failure is fun. Can I send an email to find out how to fix a dishwasher? Sure. If anybody out there knows how to fix a dishwasher, send an email to podcast at elisathearnista.com. It's making a noise like it sounds like it's stuck. It doesn't sound good, whatever it is. I go no. I go away for a week. I come home, and the dishwasher's broken. So what happened there? You're welcome. <laughs> I put stuff in there, and I turned it on. And, and it didn't like being... And I, apparently run. it didn't like, because I, I didn't run it much when you were gone. Well, no, it was only one person. So well, I mean, I still have like all the cooking stuff, but yeah. all that cooking stuff I, I wash by hand. Sure. It's not, I don't put like big pots and pans and stuff in there, big mixing mm-hmm. bowls. So, I mean, it was only plates and silverware for one person. So I didn't run it until the night or the, the night that you came back. And uh, yeah. It doesn't sound good is what we're trying to say. So. No, it sounds like it should be turned off. Yeah. Which is what we did. It's, yeah. So everything that's in there is going to have to come out and be washed by hand. I thought, oh, because I had dried some Meyer lemons. So I thought, oh, this is great. I can put the, the, ra- the, gonna rehydrate the lemons the, in the, the racks in there and oh. wash them because they're a pain to wash by, by hand in the sink because they're big. Yeah. Um, and oh, then they the have dryer. all the, the, yeah, the dehydrator. Dehydrator, yeah. Yeah. So those were in there. And yeah, apparently I still have to wash them by hand. And now they have all sorts of other gook caked on them i'm sure so be extra fun yeah yeah i don't know we'll maybe call somebody that knows something about a dishwasher at some point that sounds like something we're probably gonna have to do yeah so the reason i was gone for a week is i was in 
well, Phoenix area of Arizona. So we still had a podcast last week because we planned ahead and recorded one. And then that went up, hopefully. Actually, no, I know it went up on time because I tried to download it from uh, from uh, Arizona. And it worked. So it was there. So that worked out. Well, but, and we did, did we do two in one day? No, it was two days in a row. We did two one. Days, we did one Saturday. And one on Sunday. And one, oh, we yeah. did one on Saturday because we didn't think we were going to be able to, we were going to yep. have to do two in one day, but we were able to do one Saturday and one Sunday because we couldn't yeah. do one Monday because <clears throat> yep. we had stuff going on that Monday. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a frog in my throat. <laughs> you have a frog in your throat and I'm sniffing because I got sneezes <laughs> coming out and that's making me a little nervous. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, you're I've probably going to be sick. Runny nose and sneezing. <clears throat> I went, so I went to. Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, well, Phoenix area, I guess, technically. And I th- I'm, I'm afraid that a flight out and a flight back may have gotten me, I don't know, something. I have this little, this, the, the tickly, feathery thing that goes on your nose when you're about to sneeze. And it's in the last, I don't know, half an hour, it's kind of become constant where it won't go away. I sneeze and then that feeling is still there and it's driving me crazy. I think I'm starting to sound a little stuffed up too. So that's fun. Yep. But yeah, so we went out to uh, Arizona, went with my dad and my uh, uncle, my dad's brother, and watched a whole lot of baseball. So we went down for spring training. So we went out uh, two years ago, was our first time out there. Mm-hmm. And so we went out again uh, this year, and we stayed in Maricopa, Arizona, which is probably, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes south of Phoenix, something like that. And we got in, well, Friday we left, we came down to visit Elisa at Firefly Fibers, and that was fun. Yeah, that was that was that was definitely fun. I had the, the I had customers in the store and then yeah, Mike comes with his dad and his uncle and they uh yeah. Peanut gallery. You told us to come down. You, I did. You I know. wanted your uncle had never seen the store and your no. dad hasn't seen it for a while, so yeah. I thought, Oh hey, come on down and yeah. You know my family well enough yeah. to know what you're getting yourself into when you invite company like that. Yeah, be careful what you ask for sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but it was nice to show off the store a little bit and yeah. have three big men standing in the store because that's never <laughs> intimidating to, you know, no. knitters. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of we tried to stay out of the way. My They interacted a little bit with yeah. the, the people that were in there. Not too much. But it was fun. So we went and visited. And then Friday night we uh, drove to Milwaukee and stayed in a hotel there. Like it's a motel. What what is the difference between a motel and a hotel? I believe a motel does not have like hallways, so it's all like outdoors. And a is hotel has, um, like inside hallways and stuff. So like a motel would have like even if it's two stories, you would have because a motel I believe is like a motor thing. So you drive up and you park right outside your mm. room. So like in uh, was it Vegas? What which vacation? Um, in vacation when they were there, and then he was in the pool with the what's her name? Was it Christy Brinkley? Who was the girl in the pool with uh, with the dad Clark Clark Griswold in in vacation? I don't remember if that was a. Motel. Was it all outdoors? There it was well, indoor hallways. There were just stairs. Yeah, because remember, everybody came mm-hmm. out and the, they walked out their door, and then they all saw them in the pool. I believe that's the difference between okay. a hotel and a motel. So we were in a hotel, not a no-tel. Not a no, no, <laughs> definitely not a no-tel. But it was it was a La, a La Quinta. So whatever you call that, I'm, it, apparently it's a hotel because there were hallways. Is that ho- that's a hotel? Okay, so we were at a hotel, and uh, so we oh had, oh. Motels, or the term motel, originated as a portmanteau, I don't know if that, I probably said that completely wrong, word for motor hotel, have exterior corridors, you can park directly Uh. in front of your room, quite often if you're on the ground floor, you can park directly in front of your door, usually. Okay. So, yeah, so that I was right, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Good job. So we were at a hotel... In Milwaukee, and then from there we oh, got. That's why you kept saying motel, and I was thinking, I'm like, why? Why were you? St- where did you stay that did, didn't like have hallways? I don't. I've never known the difference. Oh, the things you thought, learn on the Elisa the Year Nista podcast. I just thought a, a, a motel was a smaller version of a hotel. I thought there had to be like some sort of a size. They're usually smaller, I think, because they're usually like the like just like a. I think a lot of them are just the like the smaller business one like. Like it's a just like a strip, you know. It's like a long building with several yeah. units, okay. like doors opening to the exterior. Sure. But yeah, the ones that have stairs going up too, and yeah, on the outside of right. the building. That's okay. also a motel. The Bates Motel. The Bates. 
I don't know what that looks like. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I don't remember what it looks like. It's a good movie. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, just saying. So we were there, and then uh, so we spent the night there Friday because we didn't want to. Our flight left Saturday morning at like seven thirty, I think, in the morning. So we figured instead of driving from here to Milwaukee and then pay for parking for the week, we just stay at the hotel. We took a shuttle. Oh, that's right, because they let you have free parking, which is the yep. opposite of next weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot a lot of them. Yeah, they have shuttles and yep. you get free parking. So well, it makes we, it worth staying. Because our, our flight was so early on Saturday morning, we had to pay for the shuttle because it was a odd hours. It wasn't by the hotel because there's only run certain hours. So How we had, much was the shuttle? It was $5 per person. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was extravagant. It was exorbitant. It was unthinkable. But we did I it bet anyway. it was nice and quiet on the shuttle, though. It was. Well, it, other than the three of you. Yeah, we were the loudest ones in the shuttle. There was, I don't know, like six or seven of us. Cause oh, moved. were there? Yeah, we made a few stops. Oh. And so, yeah, so we took that. They all paid $5 as well? or Everybody paid $5. Okay. Well, I didn't see it. I guess I can't say that for certain. I know that we paid $5 because we were told to. I, I assume everybody else did, but I wasn't in their business to see. Did you tip the shuttle driver? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. We always, yeah, we always mm-hmm. tip. Uh, so we did that in there. Well, of course, at that time of day, get get some coffee and hang out at the airport for a while. It's, and then go get some more coffee. And then get some more coffee and a breakfast burrito or something. I don't know what I... And then make sure that you pace things appropriately so that you can go and visit the restroom because of all the coffee before you get on the plane. Because yep. those bathrooms are terrible. Oh, I would I would not. I, I can't hardly fit in there. I don't know how no, you fit in there. I never would. I would not use those. You wouldn't get out. I don't think I've ever gone in a... I've been in bus... Like the big motor coach bus bathrooms, that's not so bad. But I think airplane bathrooms They're are smaller. smaller. Yeah. And it's very weird. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, it's... Because all, all of your noises and like there's people right on... Yeah. I don't know. But what are you going to do? You're if you got to go, you got to go. 35,000 feet in the air and you, you, yeah. can't, you can't hold it for another two hours or whatever it ends up being. You got to go. Yeah. That... It's part of travel. You can't pull off to the side of the road and go behind a tree. No. Not in an airplane. No. So we got to Phoenix, I don't know, remember, like 2.30 in the afternoon or something like that. And it took us like a day and a half to figure out the time zone difference because we just sprung forward and it's one time zone difference, but Arizona does not do daylight savings, daylight savings yeah. stuff. So, so instead of two being, hours behind. Yeah. Instead of being one hour behind, we were two hours behind. And so, of course, that meant on the way back, we lost two hours of our day flying. So instead of a three and a half hour flight, it was a five and a half hour flight. No, it was still three and a half hours. You weren't no. on the plane for five and a half. Technically, when we took off. No. And we landed, it was five and a half hours. That's how it works. No, that's, that's no. Five, math, Elisa. It's math. So we went, we watched a whole lot of baseball. So my, uh, my dad, my uncle and I are all big baseball fans. And I found the best part of these trips is all the, like the funny stories that come out of it because I get to hear like apparently my my uncle was a huge Milwaukee Braves fan and apparently when he was young like when he was a kid he would get so upset when they would lose and they would, <laughs> he would just throw fits and just be so angry and <laughs> how old was he oh I don't know like twenty seven no nah, he was just a kid at that point but it was it was funny to hear about that and it's cool because uh, my dad played professional baseball. And so you get, I, it's fun to hear like his stories. Like I always, he's always got more stories that I've never heard about just various yeah. things. He had, he had one, he went to two spring trainings. I guess he went to one for the White Sox and he was traded to the Astros and he went to a spring training with the Astros. I didn't know he had gotten to that point with the Astros. I thought once he, he was traded, he was kind of, he retired shortly thereafter, but apparently he went through spring training and, and did that whole thing with them. And never really played with them because he, he didn't make the team. And so get this. So the, I found out. I'm I'm 41 years old, everybody. I'm just finding out. I need to talk to my dad more about this stuff. Finding out why my dad was not he's he was on the verge of being with the White Sox uh, before he was he was sent back down to the minors. Everybody on the team, like all the players, are like, "Yeah, you're coming with us, and you're going to be on the road." And they took him in the shower and they cut his hair because he said they said his hair was not a major league haircut. So they gave him a nice clean haircut. And uh, the the 
uh, manager pulled him in the office shortly thereafter and said, you're not going with us. And my dad's like, well, what can I do to make the team? Well, you know, what do I need to do? And they said, you, you need to lose some weight. That was it. So my dad is 6'5". And at that time, he weighed 190 pounds. <laughs> and they told him he needed to lose. Some, so they obviously had no good reason for him to not make the team. It's just apparently somebody else was ahead of him or, or for whatever reason. Well, and he'd just gotten the haircut. And he just got the haircut. So that was under control. So the only thing they could come up with was that he needed to lose some weight. And that that's absolutely insane. And but, everybody had mustaches then. So it wasn't like... Oh, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, no, he didn't, did he? Nope. Oh, yeah, he had funny. some awesome sideburns. That's right. But, yeah, so... And that's that's fun. So it's it's it was a week of baseball and beer and food. We went to six games. So we were there... Uh, we got in on Saturday, left on Saturday. We saw baseball every day in between. Uh, we saw the Brewers, what, four times the first two days we didn't. I'm about to sneeze. Oh, oh you are going to be sick. I hope not. This, this is, is Even when I'm sick, though, I don't get sneezes like this. So I don't know if this is sick or if this is something different. It's probably sick. But we went to five different parks down there. We went to, well, I, I remember all of them, Maryville and Camelback and Goodyear twice. And... I can't remember even all the parks we went to, but it's great because you go and try the different various ballpark foods and hang out and watch baseball. It's a lot of fun. Well, and you were saying too, it's it's different than going to like the end season games because people are there to watch baseball. They're it's, not there for like the social aspect. Like a lot of times, we have gone to games and there are just people that are there yep. for somewhere to go and people get obnoxious get and, very obnoxious and yeah yep. it just it kind of ruins it so yeah and I, I get now sometimes why you know people want to be in the family section because there's no sure. there's no booze in the family section yeah but yeah yeah it's, it's a, it is it's a different atmosphere it's it's people who are i mean a lot of those people have traveled you know couple you know a thousand miles a couple thousand miles from wisconsin from wisconsin or from wherever to go watch baseball mm-hmm. and they're there to see baseball and so it's a it's a very diff- different atmosphere everybody is very polite and respectful because you know as a you know you're a brewers fan you're going to go into the the oakland ballpark you know normally you'd get some kind of some razzing and harassment you do that in the major league uh, you know, a, a regular season game. But you go preseason, everybody's cool with it. You've got probably like it's a half and half kind of thing because it's always a lot of uh, mixing of, of the fans. and Not like when uh, you go to a Brewers game and they're playing the Cubs. Well, there it's still kind of half and half because Miller Park gets invaded by Cubs fans for those games. You get a lot of but Cubs But there isn't fans. like a lot of friendly stuff going on there. No, there's a, a lot of, it's a lot of unfriendly. Yeah. A lot of, some of it's friendly, but a lot of it's kind of malicious and by not the, friendly. by the seventh inning, it's not. Yeah. Depending on who's <laughs> winning, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be kind of It's always nasty. entertaining, but. So I avoid those games. I will, yeah. I won't go. I think we've gone to one or two, but. We've gone to one or two and we I had won. one, there was a huge fight back behind, of course, we were up in the 400 level, mm-hmm. but there was a huge fight and yeah. And it was, I believe it was over the game. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is way too intense. Yeah. That's not fun for a Sunday afternoon baseball game. The fun, the the coolest part about that is I, I remember once or twice when you're out tailgating and the Cubs fans are all in the parking lot walking to the yeah, game. The- <laughs> they're like, look at what everybody's doing. They all got their grills and they're just sitting out yeah. there eating because we, we went to a Cubs game a while back. You, there's no parking lot. There's no tailgating. You park wherever no. you can find space. And like car washes and all of the places downtown. Well, there's parking garages, but like all of like the car washes and places, they rent out their parking spots. Yeah. So like if you have like any spare space, because it's downtown Chicago. Yep. So yeah, you park and you walk in. Yeah. You, you, there, there is no tailgating. I thought it was the strangest thing though too here when I moved to Wisconsin. The tailgating? The tailgating. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like. Yeah, I mean, you get it's there. As, you get there as early as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Well, we get there usually at, at least a couple hours early. Well, one over there. Usually get there like ten thirty the or eleven open. for a one o'clock game. Yeah, and yeah, grill out and Hang drink out beer and, and yeah, play a, a beanbag toss and yep. yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, and I'll tell you one of the best things for me about going to spring training. I've noticed this both times. Is I'm young. 
Man, I, I get to be a young guy again when I go to these things because 95% of the people that go to these games, I mean, you have to be to go, especially during the week. They're all older and they're retired, which is yep. fantastic because the weather is great. The first few days wasn't so great because it was 95 really on the, when we got in on Saturday. We broke a record on Saturday when we got there. And I think Sunday and Monday were pretty close. I know, man, Sunday's game was really hot, but... So it's a lot of retired people, some that, that live down there during the winter and whatnot, but there's a lot of people that come down just for, you know, a week or whatever here and there, but they're all like 70 years old. And so me, I feel pretty good. I feel young and spry yet when I get... Well, uh, Teresa's son and his girlfriend were down there. Oh, they're yeah? not, well, it's not 40. Not, no, not everybody. But they were, that... I mean, if you felt young, they had to have been completely in the minority oh, because yeah. I don't think either one of them are even... I think they're less than 20. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 Huh. And, and there's a lot of, I mean, there, there are a lot of younger people there. And there's, there's kids, you know, like people our age will bring their kids or younger bring kids and stuff in like that. But a lot of the people are older, which is really cool. And I will tell you, I saw more mustaches in the last week than I think I've seen <laughs> ever. ever. <laughs> I don't know what it is. If it's, I think it's just the style from... From uh, that older generation, I guess, but a lot of a lot of good looking mustaches going on, including your dads and your uncles. They, they fit right in. They fit exactly. Right in. Oh yeah. man, and it was great because I think uh, I don't know how many times because my uncle was uh, a Vietnam veteran, and so he's he does a lot with the VFW and stuff like that in his his hometown, and he was wearing a hat that's you know Vietnam veteran and camouflage and the flag and stuff like that. And he got so many thank you for your service and handshaking and all that kind of he, which makes him super uncomfortable because any, oh, yeah. any attention, whether he likes to kind of, you know, hide in the background and, yeah. uh, and, uh, be in the shadows and, and take things in and whatever. But, uh, he was, I think he was enjoying it by the end, like every game when he wore that hat, which is pretty much all of them. Cause I think that's the hat he brought, but every people were walking up and it was it was really cool really cool to see that and you'd see a lot of other guys again because it's that kind of age rate age range you know yeah. the 70-ish year old there were a lot of guys there that were wearing you know they were veterans of the the marines or the navy or whatever and so you know they would they would stop and chat for a bit and say hey where were you stationed and what did you do and all that kind of stuff and so it was it was neat to see that yeah on the other hand i got a lot of compliments on my jake the snake roberts t-shirt <laughs> So Thank you, Marie. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Every time I wear that shirt. Every time. We were at this last summer when we were at Wollersheim Winery. Uh-huh. You had somebody that came up to you. Yeah. I wore it twice on the trip. Both times I wore it. I had That's awesome. people commenting on it. So everybody's got to say something about Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, awesome. I did not appreciate him as much as I should have back in the day, but I've learned to, I've come to appreciate him more, especially when his shirt gets me so much positive attention. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But yeah, it was a, it was a good time. We, uh, we did some cooking out. We got, uh, oh, we drank a lot of beer, which is probably not unexpected for my family, but Mm-mm. not out of control. We watched the Badgers. We watched the Badgers win last week, watched the Badgers lose Friday night, and that was depressing. Did you watch the Badgers lose, Elisa? Where am I going to watch the Badgers? <laughs> I don't have TV. You go to a sport, sports bar and, oh, and watch because yeah, you're I, such a Badgers fan. Well, and I'm such a sports bar fan, too. Sure. You support college basketball. No, I was too tired to go anywhere. Like, oh. I was going to go anywhere at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, we watched in the World Baseball. So we didn't get enough baseball. We had... Uh, it was a Wednesday, I think, was the finals. The, the, the first time that the United States of America has ever made it to the championship game in the World Baseball Classic. So we watched the Brewers during the day. We came home and got dinner, and we watched the USA win the championship on Wednesday night. So it was a lot of baseball. But it was good. Good. Oh, and the best surprise that I almost forgot about. When, when we got to... Actually, no, it was in Milwaukee because I had to brush my teeth. I got, so if anybody remembers this story from earlier, for from last year, for my sister's wedding, I purchased some travel kits because I thought, I got all kinds of stuff. I got like ibuprofen and aspirin and I got little mouthwash things. I had like care kits, any, I had a first aid kit, anything that you might need, anything that could go wrong. I wanted to make sure it was covered and I was there to support my sister and her husband and whatever else was going on. So one of the things that I got was little travel kits of toothpaste, toothbrush, 
and there's a little plastic ring because they were <laughs> they were like superhero themed. Mm-hmm. And what did they get the girls ones? The girls Hello ones, Kitty, I think you got us. Hello Kitty. And there's some like a princess. Was it Mario? No, something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's little plastic rings in there. But anyway, so I didn't want to cart around a big tube of toothpaste. So I I took the little tubes out of those because well they're expired for one. So I should probably use them up. But. It was bubblegum flavored toothpaste. Oh, that's, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm brushing. That is so disgusting. I just, it, it didn't look, it wasn't pink or anything Ugh. like that. It looked, it was, you it's know. It's just like, a terrible thing. Like, it, it, it doesn't even, like, warn you. Like, because if you squirt no. it out of the tube and it's, like, bubblegum color, you're like, um, what's going on here? And I, look, I would be, like, all excited. I'd be like, oh, is this cinnamon? And then I would go to look at the tube and be like, oh, I'm not putting that in my mouth. It doesn't say on the tube. I looked at the tube. I am not going to have fresh feeling breath by brushing my teeth with bubblegum flavored no, toothpaste. That's what I thought. Oh, that's it, disgusting. It's pretty good. <laughs> I don't I don't even like bubblegum flavored bubblegum. By the end of the week, oh. I, I I still have, I only, I went through one of those tubes. I've got one left. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for forward to it. <laughs> It took the first time because it was like, oh, you know, disgusting. the normal like blue gel color that some toothpastes are. It was just that. And so I started brushing my teeth and my brain is like, it, it took a few seconds to figure like, what is this flavor? This is not minty, fresh toothpaste. And like, it's oh, disgusting. it's like bubblegum. And this is weird because I'm not, I'm not generally a fan of that like pink bubblegum flavor. Like you know, when like baseball cards, when you get the 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 gum sticks of gum, and I don't think they do. You that weren't anymore. you weren't a, a Wrigley's Big Chew guy. Is that what it was? Yeah, the thing it was like it was like all shredded, so it wasn't like oh, the Big League Chew. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That was cool because it looked like it was all in a pouch and shredded and but that was different. Definitely pink bubble gum. I think I got the grape kind most of the time when I got. Oh, that. the grape was good. Yeah. But I still couldn't brush my teeth with like when I go to the dentist too, and they like want to do like a fluoride treatment or something. They're like, what? Like they've always asked me like what flavor and like the bubble gum. And that's part. Maybe that's what kind of turned me off of it because I think I may have had the bubble gum when I was younger. And it just oh, that's disgusting. The texture is like like that thick, that slimy slimy. gel. And yeah, Yeah, no, I like stuff that tastes clean, like mint or cinnamon, not orange. You should try the bubble gum. Ugh, no. I've got some left. No, you should try no, it. No, I'm, I'm fine. It's pretty good. It is it for sensitive teeth? Because I have to use Sensodyne. But like once or twice isn't no. going to, your teeth aren't going to fall out. No, I don't. I, you, you, can, you can have all it's of all it. It's all for me? That's all for you. It's disgusting. It's actually pretty good. So, yeah, so that was, that was where I was for the last week because... Because. Mm-hmm. And so we had to plan ahead and yeah. So now here we are. This one will be going up a little later than, later than normal, probably. Um, but it should still go up on this Sunday. What did you do while I was gone? Cried. Cry? Oh, no. I hid in the bathroom. <laughs> not not because I was gone, mind you. You should explain a little bit about why you oh were crying. Not give people the wrong idea. Um. So the dogs did not take your absence very well. Apparently they they don't like it when I'm gone. They thought they thought I was dead and not coming home or something. They thought you were not going to come home. Yeah. I think you, they, I think they, they either thought I killed you or you left us. I just took off. <laughs> you just left us. Or they may have just been in a state of like waiting for you to come home because their routine was completely thrown off. And I think that's kind of the bulk of it is that they're used to, you know, I get up at a certain time in the morning. They go out and go to the bathroom. They get their breakfast. So all of that, everything was all thrown off. Yeah. So... Saturday. Well, Saturday. Well, you left Friday. Yep. Friday was okay. They seemed to be kind of waiting for you that night, like wondering like where you were. It's dark and daddy's still not home. Yeah. Where's, you know, and they couldn't get to sleep. Saturday wasn't that bad. Sunday, I did taxes, which was terrible to be just doing taxes anyway. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Mike's, I'm like, Mike's going to be gone. I am going to spend the week hanging out with the dogs and not doing a whole lot of anything and I'm just going to knit and watch TV. Yeah. Didn't no. work out that way? I don't think uh, I hardly watched any TV and I did not knit a stitch here at home. Nothing? Nothing. Why? No, it was a long, long week. Holy cow. Because I had dogs crying. 
Man, oh man, you just shut him in the basement. Well, now, hindsight <laughs> being what it is. No, so I did taxes on Sunday, and then I can't remember what I did. Oh, I ended up doing work. I was drafting an email for the store at 10 o'clock on Monday night because I had running around and stuff to do on Monday. But then, yeah, so I didn't knit at all the whole time. Hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah. But, yeah, so I took Rollo to the vet on Monday, Monday morning, and we I was going to take him. I took your car because I thought it would be easier because I was going to stop and get groceries and do some other stuff, and it's easier with the trunk because then he can't jump out. Sure. Because I'm always worried he's going to jump out and, you know, not come Run back. Run away. Yeah, well. So, um, so I went to the – I took him to the vet, and I left the vet, and – I was on my way to the grocery store, and he was crazy pants, and I couldn't take it anymore. I mean, he's, like, trying to climb in the front seat and with oh, me. And he yeah. was like, and I'm like, that's it. I'm done. So I took him home, and I went and ran errands by myself and came home and did a little bit of cleaning and some food prep. And then I had to draft an email, and next thing I knew, it was, like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So I went to bed. And then I went to work, and it rained all week, so we mm. had... um box home uh, rescue remedy for canines and we had composure and yeah tuesday morning or wednesday morning i'm like this is going to be the morning i'm going to get up it's going to be fabulous i have yeah. you know i don't have to be to work until noon i'm gonna i'm gonna get up early and i'm gonna hang out with the dogs a little bit and i'm gonna make some breakfast i was gonna make waffles because i got a new waffle iron i know so yeah i got a waffle iron i was gonna make some buckwheat waffles and um, I was going to sit and knit and watch some TV, and I got up to two piles of dog vomit. So I had to bring up the, you know, not-so-light carpet shampooer from the basement by myself. Yeah, it's, it's kind of heavy. So I got those two cleaned up, and I don't know, there was something else that happened, and then I came, and then I'm upstairs again, and I hear more vomit. So, oh, and the dogs, they were on a hunger strike. So, yeah. yeah, they they didn't eat for two days. And then I think it was, I don't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday night that we had, which night was it? We had that terrible thunder. I don't remember. Because you said there was hail or some, our friend was saying that there was some hail oh, somewhere. that's right. He was doing uh, a, I don't remember a video. what night that it was. It was Wednesday or Thursday. So we had a terrible thunderstorm. So that, I got like nothing done that night. Because, yeah, I had a, a, a husky that was wanting to just crawl, crawl into a ball and cry. Yeah. Lo, Rollo does not do well with rain, especially well, thunder. I, I think it was Thursday night because it was the night before that I couldn't. Logan, I think, was done with Rollo for the week because he wouldn't yeah. come inside. I called yeah. him like, I don't know how to get him in the house. I don't know what I'm going to do because it's cold and it's dark and he weighs like 95 pounds yeah. and he's completely just, yeah, he doesn't like you helping him. And you said, well, is it that he can't or he won't? And as I'm thinking about his little brother torturing him, it was... He just didn't want to go in. He just didn't want to come in. I'm fine out here in the rain. I'm good. You can can go back inside. He's like, I'm fine. I will freeze. That's preferable. So, But I got him in the house and yeah. So yeah, and then the the storm and yeah, it was just, it was a crazy week. So Um, yeah, it was a long week, but it's all better now. Good. You're home. The dogs have eaten. Since I've been home, it was nice to sleep in my own bed with my own pillow. The place where we stayed was really nice. It was because what we do, it's way cheaper than a hotel. We rent a house for the week. Mm-hmm. It was like vacation rentals by owner or something like that, I think mm-hmm. is the website. And it was a nice, actually a four bedroom house. We only used three of them, obviously, with three of us there. But it was, and that's that's the way to go. It was way cheaper than a hotel, especially if you're going to stay in the Phoenix area. It's or going what to be, about a motel? I don't know. Well, there was one motel. Now that we, now that I know what the difference is, there was a motel that we drove past a few times, going to a couple games. It was forty nine ninety nine a night, and they had a sign for something. So they had some really good burritos there or something. I bet they were. Why awesome. didn't you stay there? That's what I said. Forty nine ninety nine and burritos. Yeah, and burritos. But so, yeah, we got the house and I mean, it was, it was way, I mean, just 
rental wise was way cheaper than staying in a hotel much more comfortable and you save a ton of money because we just you know just do your grocery shopping you can make all your yep. own food and you save a lot of money that way instead of eating out all the time so if you're going to be somewhere for an extended stay that's worth looking into well even a short stay because we've stayed um like marriott they have i think marriott and somewhere else they have um like little like they have kitchenettes so yeah, sure I mean, and it makes it easier for us sometimes, too, because of my dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice. Too. I like it because if we go out, even if we go out for supper, I like having breakfast. We're pretty breakfast is pretty cheap to eat out, but it's nice to not have to, like, get ready and go before yeah. and, like, get completely ready and then leave. Um, but it's nice having those little kitchenettes because or even just a place that has, you know, a little mini fridge yeah. and a microwave, because if you go out to eat. And you have leftovers. Sure. You can bring it back with you and have that for breakfast. Oh, I thought you were looking down there like Rollo came in. You were just nope, looking down just there? Just looking around. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's always... I like having... Well, even we went to... When we go on vacation, too, we take a cooler with us and sure. just take some snacks and stuff because I like snacking throughout the day when we're out and about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's nice having a kitchen, though. And if you pack like my friend and I, I mean, if, you know, for some reason you get stuck in Door County for, you know, a month when you're there for two nights, yeah. you have plenty of food. So you will yeah. never starve. Yeah. You get no. Between the in. two of us, we would never starve. It's like she's actually worse than me. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It was. I can't believe We that. had a lot of food and a <laughs> lot of knitting. Like we could have we could have made it for a month easy. Yeah. We would have been fine. Speaking of knitting, Elisa. Oh. What did you work on while I was gone? Well. Oh, we already talked about this, didn't we? That there wasn't really any knitting well, happening. Well, but thankfully, we have open knitting at the store. Oh, well, there you go. And I was so exhausted that, and I had just kind of, you know, given up the will to live that I, when it came to knitting time, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to work. I'm going to sit and knit. So, um, I don't even know what I have here. Um, so basically, I just have a bunch of socks going. I didn't knit on anything else, but, um, so I have my first sock of my, um, my first sock of my second pair of my Opal Advents, which I'm sure everyone's just like, oh, get on with it already. (laughs) Um, but I have the first one done. My heel is in, um, that's a, these are the smooth operators. I did, um, I'll have to let everyone know how I feel about this. I did um, her alternate version for the no gap without picking up extra stitches for the heel, for the afterthought heel. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I did her rounded Kitchener, Susan B. Anderson's rounded Kitchener technique for the heel on this one, and I really like it. Um, I'm going to have to see how it feels, um, but I, I think I like the the rounded portion of it. So um, I got the first one d- completely done um, and then I had to weave in the ends and I wanted to, you know, not do that because it was going to take forever because it's a lot of ends. It's seven different seven different yarn colorways plus contrast colors for two ends each for um, cuff, heel, and toe. But um, but I got those in. So that's um, my first one and then I have um, whoop, whoop. What was that? I don't know. I touched it. I didn't mean to. Um, And then I have my second one that I just need to pick up the heel and finish the heel. I managed to finish the heel on this one. Well, I started working on it on Wednesday night at the store, and then something went wrong at open knitting, and I said I can't work on it anymore, and I ended up ripping it out and starting it over again from the knit even rounds. Um, But I finished it on Friday morning. So when I was done with that, um, I decided to weave the ends in on my other sock. So my ends are all woven in here and it's ready to go. So all I have to do is pick up my heel. Nice. So I think that's what I'm going to do on these. If I keep doing afterthought heels on them, I think I'm going to, before I do the heel, I'm going to take and weave in all the ends and be done with that before I actually do the heel. So, um, but yeah, and the heels and toes on these I did and, um, socks. Yeah by coop knits so yeah this one's weird it looks like i used my toe color 
Isn't that weird? It looks like I use my toe color and then knit around to that. But yeah. So um, that is that. So those will hopefully be done at some point. And I'm still, I'm not wearing any of these until they're all done because I want to get through everything with the advent calendar before I, because I want to take a picture of all of my socks together. Yeah. Um, and that one for last. Yeah, so basically I have four pairs of socks to show off. Okay. <laughs> That's what you're working on. That's what I'm working on. So I, um, my, well, my second pair of socks I cast on actually last week. They're not very far, but I'll get them to where they need to be before Tuesday. Um, these are um, the Fish Lips Kiss Heel socks for our Fish Lips Kiss Heel socks class. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to knit along with everyone. It's kind of a good excuse, too, for me to be able to knit another pair of socks. So these are um, in Regia Six Ply. Um I'm doing toes, heels, and cuffs in bright yellow, and then um, the foot and the leg in dark gray. It's a fun so, yellow color. Yeah. So these are kind of fun because now that I have the toes done, then I can just keep knitting in a circle on them. So I'll cool. do that until I get to my template. Yeah, they had... Um, it was fun. This is the second time we've run the class, and this time around it was fun because the... Um, the knitters and I don't know I well I drew some little toenails on my uh, on my template but um, the knitters were drawing some toe hair and um, toe rings and yeah it was pretty awesome <laughs> it was fun um, so that's my second pair of socks so then when I cast these on I thought this was early well I had all of my stitches all my toe increases done and everything. And I thought, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, they're sport weight socks. They're going to take like, you know, I'm going to have like the foot done in like an evening maybe. Yeah. Because, you know, I thought I had, you know. Got a whole week. A whole week to, you know, hang out with the dogs and watch TV and knit. And um, so then I cast on my vanilla is the new black DK Sport. Sport weight socks in the opal cabaret and um these aren't really all that exciting until you get to the heel and the heel is crazy awesome yeah so why oh the shaping on it is just so cool so um look up vanilla is the new black on ravelry and just like the heel i can't even describe it's like it just like branches out it's like really Hmm. interesting shaping it's not like a typical it's not a typical heel flap and or a short row or anything. It has like th- just the lines on it are super cool. <laughs> so um, that is in the opal, which yeah, I haven't knit on anything. The other one is, and I can actually show it now. Oh, because we have big news this week. Um, these are. Um, which I haven't gotten very far with them. Um, these are the fine and dandies that I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Um, and these are done in, um, the toes I used socks. Yeah. Um, by Koopnitz and, um, the body of them is the foot and the leg are, um, in, uh, Woolberry, um, Woolberry fiber company. She is a local Wisconsin dyer that um, I that was recommended to me by uh, my friend Teresa and she Bethany of Woolberry has been absolutely wonderful to work with so um, we her yarn will be arriving at the shop Tuesday that's a super secret sock yarn yeah so if so, you listen to, this is why you listen to the Elisa the Yarnisa yeah. podcast so you can get a heads up on What's hot, what's new, what's coming into the store before anybody else in the world knows about it. Well, and I think from what I saw on Instagram, she's taking, um, because she does like weekly shop updates um, and everything's pretty much gone in like two seconds. Um, She has some of her, like some of her single skeins are still there, um, but her sock blanks are definitely gone right away. Her mini sets are gone. Um, But she has some family visiting, so she's not going to be doing another shop update. I think she said until April 10th. 
And then, much like if Susan B. Anderson talks about somebody, the grocery girls were talking about her. Oh. So, yeah. So, um, the yarn will be available on our website on um, Tuesday sometime. It will be just if, if you want to come into the, if you want to order it online, it will be available online on Tuesday and it'll ship on Wednesday. Um, or I might, if you're only ordering a skein, I can probably drop it in the mail on the way home. Um, or if you want to come into the shop to see it, make sure you go to the Firefly Fibers Facebook page and sign up to get notifications. So like the page and then get notifications because it'll, I will update as soon as the yarn is available for purchase because it it's probably going to come in the morning because I think she sent it through the post office. But I have to get everything checked in and unpacked and take out the stuff for the sock yeah. club. So. Yeah. Um, so I'll post on Facebook as soon as it's available. But yeah, the yarn is, I mean, so she does like speckles. Because we've, I mean, we've, we've had some really cool indie dyers at the store. And I mean, Spun Right Round is one of my favorites. Um, but her colors are so bold and so like crazy. Yeah, very um, bright. And Bethany's dyeing technique is very different. Her her like color palette is, it's more subtle and um, a little bit more delicate, but I like it. I, I mean, like, I didn't know mm-hmm. like how I was going to like this colorway. It's called, I think this one's called Sandcastle. Because um, I ordered, I ordered the yarn before, I ordered a skein or two for myself before I ordered like all of it for the store. Sure. And I wound it into two balls because I do my socks two at a time. And I have to say, I am ridiculously impressed at how these two balls, I'm going to like lose everything here out of my bag. You get a lot and of I, twisting and well, it's, spaghetti it's going clamped there. into my bag. So uh-huh. um, I wound it into two balls and I am really impressed with how consistent the colors are through these two balls. Because a lot of times with speckles, sometimes you can end up with like two different two socks that look completely different sure, like one's yeah. darker and one's lighter so yeah she does a really really great job i am so excited to see her yarn in person so sounds like she's gonna be coming by the shop pretty soon too so um yeah so yeah she's she has been absolutely wonderful to work with and that's all i have for what i'm working on apparently okay. just you know four pairs of socks that i've been act- actively working on socks are fun yeah, it's, I feel like, well, I have two pair. Oh, I have one for the class, so I don't usually count my class projects toward, like, my total of what's sure. on the needles. I mean, it's something I have to get done. It's, like, my homework. I have right. to get it done. But I don't really count it because it's something I, I kind of, I have to do for work. Um, but I have my two, I have a sport weight pair. Um, this pair, I kind of have to pay attention with this pattern because the, the fine and dandy are pulling up little bits, um, to kind of make the patterning in there. So I have to pay a little bit more attention with that. And then I have my vanillas and new black. So it's a good, it's a good variety to keep me, keep me entertained. Oh, and my smooth operators. Yeah. And the heels on those, I have to get those done, but yeah, it's been a week of socks. I don't even know if I have anything else in here. Oh, I do. Your big basket? It's the collar on my timber that I haven't uh, gotten back to, but we'll get there. Things will get there. I haven't been casting on many things lately, so. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. So if you want to buy any of that stuff, if you want to find the, what's what's her name? Woolberry um, Fiber Company. Woolberry Fiber Company. That'll be available at some point on Tuesday. Go yep. to fireflyfibers.com and you can buy pretty much anything that Elisa just showed you there. To make those socks. Mulberry, Soxia, Opal. Yeah. All the that good cabaret. Stuff. The cabaret. If anybody's interested in the cabaret, which is the six ply and the opal, the, one of the colors I know was it's sold out and they're not getting anymore. So that leads me to believe that they are not doing another mill run of um, the cabaret. So if you like six ply, I think this is what the, the, this this run is going to. This is it. This is going to be is it your for chance. a while. Yep. All right, so go to fireflyfibers.com. Make sure when you make your order, you go, uh, you put at least $100 worth of stuff into your cart mm-hmm. because when you do that, that will qualify you for free shipping on that entire order. To get that free shipping, when you get to the checkout, make sure you are using offer code free ship. It's F R E E S H I P. And get your free shipping on that entire order of $100 or more. And actually, yes, yeah, so we got the Woolberry, and there's one other thing I see that, that you wanted to kind of bring up real quick. Yeah, and with the Woolberry, too, the only thing I – so when I ordered from her, because I wanted I, – I always like checking out the yarn before I order, you know, oh, yeah. like a store quantity. 
So, and I have a lot coming. Um, so when I ordered from her, um, the the I was able to get this one, and I got another skein that I haven't tried yet. Um, but she had some some mini skein sets; they were sold out. Hmm. Um, and then the following week, I went in and like she did her shop update. I think it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, and I checked in at like 304 because she was dying sock blanks and it's like a pressed flower series that she's doing and they're so pretty they were all gone yeah so i also have sock blanks coming cool oh neat so there's single strand sock blanks um if you uh want to get an update with um the sock blanks uh or an update to know like when that's that's all available or a little know a little bit more about sock blanks because some people have asked me like I don't understand how you work off of a sock blank Um, that will be coming out in a future email from Firefly Fibers so you can go to fireflyfibers.com and scroll down to the bottom and enter your email to sign up for our emails there you go Um, the other thing that's coming this week also along the line of sock blanks and the reason I'm going to be sending out an email that explains like how you use a sock blank and what it knits up like Um, so the, the Woolberry sock blanks are really, really pretty. They It does. It, it literally looks like pressed flowers. So she dyes the whole sock blank. Um, like it, it's a tonal um, dye and then has like spatters of colors on there. So she has one that's like pressed peony, pressed eucalyptus, pressed iris, um, pressed rose. And I think there's one more. They're all really, really pretty. So it looks like a bunch of pressed flowers. And she was inspired because she had been, um, her husband made her a flower press. Ah. So she had been actually pressing flowers. So it's really cool because she's she's inspired by, um, I think her husband is from New Zealand. And she's inspired by the colors of New Zealand. Um, but it was just really cool to see that she had taken the, um, the pressed flowers that she'd been working on and translated it into some sock blanks yeah. so those are coming the other sock blanks that we have coming uh, or that we have actually at the shop now they have not made it to the website um andre soon knits her sock blanks mm-hmm. which are amazing they are really really cool you saw them for the first time today yeah. today and they are they're they're hand painted. They are gorgeous. So we have a few of them. Well, they, and they're not hand painted as in she just makes them right. green or blue or pink or red or yellow. They're hand painted as in these like are like with like pictures, pictures of things. Yeah, we have some of the koi. Um, we have Albert Einstein on a sparkle sock base, which some people have thought oh, that's really weird. I think it's kind of fun and funky. If you're like a fan of like Albert Einstein, yeah, I, I think they're really. I mean. The, the inner nerd in me is like these are so cool yeah well and when i see these it to me it's like i can see people and i've said this before i can see people buying them not to knit with them but to just i mean to, to frame it in a picture frame and, and yeah. or display it somewhere because it's just neat to look at yeah they um we have a succulent so it's a bunch of cacti and then what else do we have oh a peacock i the peacock is really cool and then the forest and of course i may have coveted one of the forests for myself because yeah. and I think I'm gonna save that one for when I go to Colorado. And um those are gonna be my my Colorado forest mountain knitting socks. Go. So um but they so they're single strands too and what some people have done is they knit their pair of socks but they leave enough of the sock blank because I think they're four hundred and sixty yards. There's a lot of yardage on them. Um but they leave enough of it. So you know little frames that are like the little like square frames yeah they'll save part of it and put that and frame it and hang that on the wall yeah i think it'd be really cool so and apparently i have like missed something for the last however long and um andre sunitz she has a video podcast that she's had for a long time and um some people have used she has one of her sock blanks behind her that's stuffed as as like a long pillow Ah, so that's that's kind of cool yeah but yeah so i mean and i she's she's been really wonderful to work with too yeah, she's super fun to work with, and I have more coming. Very cool. So, but those will also, those are not on the website yet. Those will also be on the website sometime on Tuesday, if not before then, but I'm at least by Tuesday. Depends so, on if I work tomorrow. Eh, I have to do something tomorrow. I don't know if you have to do something. I do. Okay. So, but yeah, so sock blanks will be really, those will be coming up because um, I know we're running a little bit more today. I'll 
I'll send out an email and then if we want if you have questions on sock blanks if any of you out there do just send us an email at um, podcast at com, and we can elaborate on it a little bit sure we, meaning me uh, yeah don't I probably won't elaborate a whole lot I mean I can so, I guess but. and I'll try to um, I'll try to on Instagram and stuff this week I've, if I get caught up on a few things or I'm letting some stuff go so I can have some breathing space, but I'll I'll try and cast them on because people have asked me you know what it looks like knit up and the design does not translate to a pair of socks. You don't get like a forest no. and then you knit a pair of socks and it looks like you have a forest. Right. It it's it's those colors translated into a smaller circumference. So. Right. But yeah, they're fun. They're really fun. I think part of it is just the experience of like especially with um with the Andre Sunets blanks. Is, mm-hmm. It's the experience of knitting off of something that's just is such a beautiful piece of artistry. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're both, both the sock blanks are beautiful. Um, and I think it's more fun. It, it's fun with, you know, any sock blank to see how things knit up. Um, but like, to like just sit there and admire like the work that went into like hand painting. Yeah. I still don't understand exactly how she does this. I still think she's a she- witch. <laughs> Because it just well, seems weird. And somebody asked about somebody, you know, she has a note on her Etsy page that um, people are asking her about her techniques. And she's like, I'm not going to divulge it. Those are my, no, those are my should. secrets. Because my guess w- would be airbrushing, but, but then it's stencils and airbrushing, but it soaks into the yarn so evenly. Mm-hmm. Like the lines are super it's all crisp. The way through. It's not like, yeah, it's all the way through yet. It doesn't bleed off to the sides. Yeah. So I I don't it freaks me it makes me a little scared. I don't understand it. You know what? Bless her heart if she's a witch. I mean and that's okay. She's, if, she's making beautiful stuff. I mean, I'm so. not, not going to discriminate against her if she's a witch or anything. I just I'm I'm so excited to start weird. knitting with one. They are yeah. just and I think that's it's going to be a very different experience knitting with hers and and with uh Bethany's. Oh yeah, it's very different. And I think uh, if you do get one of those with the picture and make sure you take a picture of it at least before you start knitting with it and then maybe carry it around with you so people can say hey those socks are really cool and you can say hey this is what it looked like when i started and they're gonna be like what well i think because there is so much yardage on there i think it does i think it's it does lend itself well to saving a small portion for a little picture to save a little bit a little piece of it so yeah. Oh, they're so pretty. They're I, I they're can't I can't wait to see Bath and I'm like I'm so excited for the Woolberry to arrive on Tuesday and open yeah. up the box and see how beautiful it is. Because I picked out colors and I've seen like two skeins of yarn, but I'm dying to see it in person. So Tuesday. Tuesday. And That's actually, what USPS says. Well and they're usually right on. Yep. They know they know what's up. They know uh, they can predict that stuff pretty well. Yep. I think with that we're probably gonna go ahead and bind it off. What do you think, Elisa? Yeah. So I think we're, well, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap up. We'll bind off for another episode of the Elise the Arnista podcast. Should we, should we quick though say thank you to the Madison Knitters Guild for letting us vend? Go for it. Because we, we were teasing about the thing that was added last minute. Oh, that's right. So we should probably talk about the thing that was added <laughs> we didn't last talk minute. About it. Um, so was it a week and a half? Well, almost two weeks ago, we vended at Madison Knitters Guild. Two weeks ago tomorrow. Yeah. And it was another wonderful time. Thank you so much for everyone to everyone that was there. Um, we weren't quite sure what it was all going to look like because the weather was spectacularly not good. There was some snow. There was, yeah, some snow. And um, but the, the speaker that night was Lucy Neatby. So people still came out. Yeah, pretty pretty safe assumption that no matter how bad the weather was going to be, that if she was there speaking, there'd probably be a pretty good yeah. crowd, and there was. Yeah, and it was fun. It was a it was a lot of fun. Um, we took um some of Julie's yarn. We took uh Julie Aslan's nurtured. Um, I did finish my Amberly. I didn't talk about that before. I finished my Amberly in time for the meeting. Yep. I may not have slept a lot. <laughs> um, but I did get it dry in time. I did my spinning it out in the washing machine, mm-hmm. and then putting a fan on it thing and i had it dry in like record time it was dry in like six hours nice so um but yeah so we took nurtured we took um lizu dk um what else did we have we had something else of julie's oh her new her new sock yarn um nomad which is now on the website we've had it for a while but we 
didn't have it didn't have a name. It actually has a name now. It actually so, has a name. Yeah. We we tested it, I guess. So the yarn hasn't changed, it just has mm-hmm. a name now. Yeah. So that one we can talk more about that one later. It's a really, really nice yarn. Um but I feel like we took something else. Of hers? I don't think. Oh, oh we, we took had, the gradient kits. Oh, we took the gradient sets. Yep. Um, and so it was. It was. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We took the the current knit along to show off mm-hmm. um, for a sample, and it was so much fun helping knitters pick out colors and give opinions on like what was going to look good for this sure. or with that one. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always good. The, we get to do it once a year and. And that's, oh, that's behind us now. That's but kind of enough. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You have to pull everything off the shelf and box it up and then pack it all up in the, the SUV and drive down there and come back and what, unpack it. I got like 7,500 steps in in like, I mean, it's, I got 7,500 steps in in like three hours or four hours or something yeah. like that. I mean, it was insane. It's a lot, but it's a lot of so, fun. It's well yeah. it's well worth it business wise, but more than that, it's it's a lot of fun because you get to talk to a lot of people. and Well, and I was a member of Madison. Well, I guess we still are kind of members. Sure. We're sponsors now, but I was a member of Madison Knitters Guild. That was how I actually found out like, many many years ago they like i didn't realize there were other knitters yeah and a friend of mine said hey you should come to a meeting with me i'm like a meeting for for knitters yeah there was no rivalry i didn't know that there were other knitters out there so um yeah it's really cool to go and i get to see some of the people that i haven't seen for a long time and that i still know from there that are still members and yeah. yeah it was it was a good night and then it's always fun too because i think they do a really good job the the chair people or the 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 advertising or sponsor people at Madison Knitters Guild they do a good job of pairing up vendors that aren't the same, yep. so we're always there with somebody that's a little bit different than us. And I think we were there with Five Acre Farm, Five Oaks, Five Oaks, Five Yeah, I think it was Five. I think it's Five Oaks, um, but they have alpacas and it's some really neat stuff. They have some really cool stuff. They have some really cool rugs. Yeah, something. Can... I almost got a rug. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice to talk to them and see how they set up things, and yeah, yeah it's just it, it's a, overall it's a really good experience. And the place that we that we vend at the it's um, Promega Promega in is it Fitchburg? I think it's Fitchburg technically. Yeah, they always have like the coolest art on the walls there. Yeah, every every year we go, there's there's it's something, something different. different. And it's and this, always really cool. It was Native American this time, wasn't it? Uh, yep. And it was like it was so the the pictures that they had on the the wall as you walk in they were like so bright and so they were like it was like abstract Native American mm-hmm. art it was so beautiful yeah yeah I wanted one but yeah I can't afford that I would say those probably not so but yeah it was a lot of fun and I always it it it's it's a really fast um, the the night goes so fast yeah, we're but only we, there for a few hours but man it zipped by. Yeah, it zipped by, and you did a you did a great job. Of course, I did a great job. No, I, I always have a blast doing that because everything it moves so quickly, yeah. and you get to talk to so many people over the course of the evening, and it's a lot of fun. And it, everybody is so nice. It's just mm-hmm. it's so humbling to like, you know, people are like, oh, everything is so beautiful, and yeah, people are just yeah, it's it's it, it was a really wonderful evening. Mm-hmm. It always is, but yeah. and I think every year we do it, it gets easier and easier. Yeah, I think we've got a pretty good routine down at this point. We've got to, we yeah. kind of know what we're doing, and and I knew exactly what I wanted to take instead of like throwing like random bits of stuff in the car at the last yeah, minute. It makes so. a big difference. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, we will uh, probably do that again next year. I well, yeah, as long as we they invite us back. But they it made for a long week because we did. Yeah, we had that on Monday. I had class Tuesday. I was at the store late Wednesday. I yep. had class Thursday. Then you left Friday, yep. and then the week of. So I was so glad that you came home. Me too. I don't I'm know why you wouldn't home. come home, but I'm so <laughs> glad you did. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's it. So for we do real. this for real this time. All right. So we're actually going to bind it off for real. Episode number eighty-two, I believe. Right. Yeah. Eighty-two of the Lisa the Ernisa podcast is just about finished and in the books thank you all for stopping by thank you for joining us uh we appreciate you spend your time with us here we know there's a lot of podcasts out there to watch to listen to and that you spend your time here with us is always cool we appreciate it 
if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, send us an email, podcast at elisathearnista.com. If you want to follow Elisa and all of her knitting adventures between now and next week for the next episode, you can go to elisathearnista.com up in the upper right-hand area. You'll find all the social media things, Facebook and Ravelry and Twitter and Instagram and whatever else happens to be up there. I'm not even sure anymore, but that's probably most of it. Mm-hmm. But go see that stuff. Um, also, if you would mm-hmm. like to watch the video version of the podcast you can do that by supporting us on patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com uh, slash elisa the arnista and therefore uh, just five dollars a month you sign up there you pay five dollars a month you get every single podcast video you get the back the the back issues you get the back issues you get everything we've done up to this point if you want access to those it includes not just the what you hear in the audio version, but we also do a little bit of stuff uh, pre-show, post-show, just kind of hanging out, talking silly and saying dumb things. Uh, so you get all of that. Isn't in that a, what we do during the podcast? Well, you, we hang out yes, and talk silly and say dumb things. But if you're paying Oh, you Patreon, get extra silly and extra yeah, dumb things. Exactly. It's more personalized for those individuals. Uh, but you're not missing anything if you don't. But you can do that at the $5 level, whatever you feel like you're comfortable with. At the $1 level, you can get access to some things we put up there. But we, we have plans going forward that we want to create more content and make available. Yep. So as a patron on Patreon, you'll have access to all those kinds of things. Uh, for those of you that are already supporting us, thank, thank you very you. much. We really appreciate it. But there, um, again, patreon.com slash Elisa the Arnista. Um, and I think we'll go ahead and uh, bind it off, wrap it up. Good? Good. All right. See you, everybody. Cheers. And then there are the more solitary games. Dude, is she knitting? The games we each play all by ourselves. You know, as a, as a friend, I got to tell you, you look a little weird. I'm making a sweater. You're knitting in a bar. You can't knit in a bar. You're scaring the customers.